This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 a ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Well, we don't suck here on the block. We are on the block, not with Stricken Bach today. We are with Nate Dog and Strick. We are here four to six every day. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. You can find us on the app. You can find us on Twitch. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, wherever there's a streaming platform going on. You can find us there. We thank you for the Sider Heyman text line as well as the Honda Lincoln hotline that has been popping today at 402-464-5685. We've been excited about the segment that has been going on. Talking in. Nebraska football, Football how they just started. It's back. It's right around the corner, man. We got a few weeks. We're going to be out in Europe to face off against the Northwestern Wildcats. But uh, nonetheless, we're going to go some NFL talk right now, starting the 5 o'clock hour here on the 93.7 The Ticket. So at this point, there's uh, something that kind of popped in my my mind, Nate Dog. I'm, I'm perplexed. I'm bamboozled. My mind is run amok at just how crazy the valuations have come in on franchises. And and I was even more perplexed because I've been looking down the line at some of the successes, and, and right now, let's just be honest about it, the Dallas Cowboys still rule the world <laughs> in this area. Yes, they do. They still rule the world. You know, they're like either Nas or they're like, what is the group that says, uh, if I could rule the world or, or whatever, I can't if remember. If I rule the world, it's, yeah. uh, is it Nas? That's Nas. Yeah. Yes. There's another one yes. out there, though. I can't remember the one that sings that song. Um, um, one time, Jacob, man, do it for the common man. I don't know what that one I can't is. remember their group I don't name, know what that one but is. But I, I think they had a rule the world song. But, yeah, but anyway. Anyway, they still rule the world. A valuation of $7.6 billion, Goodness according gracious. to Sportico. Who, who do you think's number two out there, text line? 402-464-568. In all of sports, who is number two on the all of sports list right now? But in football, let's just run it down. In football, the Cowboys rule $2 billion almost, like a billion and a half. That's crazy. The Rams come in second. Now, that's the thing I want to talk about. So the Rams are now number two, even above the Patriots, after all their success in the market that they find themselves in. Obviously, L.A. is a bigger market, but I think that championship benefited them tremendously from raising the bar for them and their success and their valuation going up. But here's the one that threw me for the loop. Number 32. Who do you think that is, Nate Dogg? Well, I know we've talked about it, and it's very surprising the Bengals. The Bengals. After going to the Super Bowl. After going to the Super Bowl, they're still at $2.84 billion behind the worst, I think, franchise in the world 
<laughs> the Detroit Lions. Sorry, Lions fans. Sorry, Lions fans. Oh, and then you know what? I even think Lions might be better than Jaguars right now. But the Jaguars at least went there. They, 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 hey. They went to the AFC hey. Championship, what, hey. five years ago, maybe? Listen. Bortles. Hey. You know Bortles is my boy. Oh, God. Pro Bowler. Don't yeah. get me started on the Pro Bowlers oh, trick. Oh, gosh. Bortles is a Pro Bowler. The fake Pro Bowlers, the ones hey, where hey, everybody hey. else sits out hey. and then they just find their way in the Pro hey. Bowl. Bortles was snubbed out of that AFC Championship, too. But no, so that's that's the question I want to pose to the Sardar Hammond text line at 402-464-5685 is how long do you think the Bengals will find themselves at the bottom of the NFL barrel for valuations? I don't think it'll be too long. What do you no. say, you Nate? No, I don't think so. Also, text lines help us out. Tears for fears. Tears for fears. Is what you were thinking, my straight. boy. I, see, that's why I love the text line. Uh, also, we have a few man you, which is what I said at number three because Harold got it right. Ding, ding, ding. It is the Yankees are number the Yankees. two in valuation, which is kind of crazy. But then I think it's a few soccer teams that filter out past that, and I think Man U might. Be I think three. Man U might be there. Chelsea, I think, might be up there. Yeah, as well. top five. I think. Yeah, I think they're six. up there. I just don't know too much about soccer, but I know over in Europe, they're very highly valued. But going back to the Bengals, it's interesting because their valuation is $2.84 billion. For reference, that's an 18% increase from the year before, like you said, Strix. So that's going to probably go up here more, especially now with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. You would assume on the rookie contracts yeah. they can make something yeah. happen. But uh, rounding out the bottom two, the Lions at 31, Jaguars at 30, Bills at 29, Cardinals at 28, Browns, Colts, Saints, Buccaneers, they kind of filter in there as well. It's it's interesting because I think more than anything, when you look at the Bengals, it's about fan buy-in. Mm-hmm. Like, if the fans buy into Cincinnati, buy into the Bengals, absolutely, I think that value is going to skyrocket. But we've seen in the past, I mean, the, the Bengals were a team that I think Andy Dalton went to the playoffs four years. Yeah, and I think I, that's about right. I think it was about four years. And before they had Zach Taylor, they had Marvin Lewis, who – had his fair share of issues, but couldn't win a playoff game. And I just I look at a city like Cincinnati, and I, I'll be honest, I haven't been to Cincinnati too much, and I just don't know how much they're going to buy into the team. What, that, what, that, that's who's going to be driving the money and the revenue, right? Here's where I see that what they're trying to accomplish. Even the Washington Commanders surprised me that they're in the top ten, to be honest. But that's a lot of history there. Yeah, so a lot I of former Redskins lot of, fans that filter into there. the Commanders. So I, right? I get that. But I, I I think this is why you're starting to see them trying to make some adjustments because of the burnt orange with the dark. It, it's it's kind of a uh, you know right. type of. So that's why I'm seeing that they're trying to make changes. You if you saw they tried to make an adjustment in some of their uniforms and how they're turning. Uh, they're going to the white. I think they got the all white, white which is fresh. The, that's going to be fresh, yeah, right? Yeah. So they're trying to do some different things mm-hmm. to try to bring a little bit of light to their to 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 their marketing and to their uh, you know their 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 swag wear, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll help to raise them up a little bit. You know, uh, they don't have the Steelers diehard and the Seattle Seahawks diehards and you know they don't have those diehard fan bases right and as bad as the new york jets have been the market saves them yeah just the market the giants too it saves them Mm -hmm. it blows me away that their valuation sometimes i'm like are these like uh inflation valuations (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> you know, like when you. <laughs> so, like, what are we doing? Like, right. what's really going on that's making them to like blow out this money? I mean, but at the end of the day, man, it's it's where you invested too. Like, how did you get it? Where did you get it? And where did you get it from? Because there was the uh, uh, Denver Broncos just sold for like four point six billion. And so, listen, the money is huge. That's why the bags are huge. Mm-hmm. It's continuously trending up. Right. They've got new TV deals on the way. So it, it's They're getting leaving quite direct crazy. TV. I know Sunday tickets leave direct TV. It'll be interesting to see how that shapes out. The Cowboys, the thing is, and you guys can talk about this too, and I, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this, Strick, because it's interesting that I think more than anything – they're just a brand at this point because I'll be entirely honest in my lifetime and whether you like the Cowboys or you don't like the Cowboys, you're probably going to love that I say this or hate it. I don't remember the Cowboys ever being relevant. In my lifetime, the Cowboys had Tony Romo, who was a good quarterback, went mm-hmm. to the playoffs a couple times. Now Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, who I believe have one playoff win. It's just not really doing it. And it's yeah. just crazy that a team can be valued this high. And I know it's a national brand, the star, all of that. But, like, my God, like, they, they can't figure it out at all. And you'd think yeah. as valuable as they are. Yeah. And in Dallas, I mean, you've talked about it. You love living in Dallas. So I'm surprised it's not really a destination either. It, it's just very bizarre to me that they just keep climbing and climbing. Like you said, that gap is almost $2 billion. It's almost that's insane. That's crazy between the next guy. That's insane. So I, that that's the part that befuddles me. But I can also understand that I think when we look at this come next year, I think there's there'll be a change. I don't I don't think you'll see Cincinnati that far down. Okay. So in talking about the Ohio area, mm-hmm. uh, some things just popped nice off finally there. up there yeah. uh, in Cleveland. Right. You know what I mean? Uh some things happen. Finally it came down from arbitration. It sounds like Deshaun Watson's gonna be hit with a six game suspension. So, you know, I want to hit it to the text line on this one as well, 402-464-5685. And I will take a caller if we got time for it as well on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. But Deshaun Watson is six games enough. And and I have a perspective, Mm -hmm. but is it right? Or do you think the NFL should appeal? Mm. And what say you, Sauter Heyman text line? Is it the right number? Or is there still more in the arbitration? Or do you think the NFL needs to go a little bit sterner? I mean, they they, they took it out of their hands. I Mm. think it was a wise move from the NFL to take it out of their hands and put it in the hands of somebody else to make the judgment call because that's a no-win for them at the end of the day. Well, John says six games only. What a joke. Here, Here's my concern, and I'll probably just be echoing what a lot of people have said, national outlets. I know there have been some people that follow the NFL closer than me that have been pretty upset and frustrated about this too, is that you got to remember Calvin Ridley yeah. is suspended for the entire season over betting on games that he didn't, he didn't play, play in, mm-hmm. which I, I know that's frowned upon, and I know that's not – the rule or, or whatever you want to say. It's not in there. The NFL bylaws and you can't do that. And we've seen Pete Rose for crying out loud. He's been left out of the hall of fame and been banned from major league baseball for gambling. So maybe Calvin Ridley should have been thinking a little bit ahead on that stance, but like you're going to give that guy an entire season suspension and Watson gets six games. And, and John agrees with me here too. And he says, Ridley is exactly. I, I just, it something doesn't add up for me, and I know that he's now gone to court. I know a lot of the lawsuits have been dropped. They've been um, 
arranged it, it privately and, and they've come to terms with it, but it just blows my mind. And, and here's the, the difficult part, too, if you're the NFL. I think you get involved. I think you appeal the suspension. But then the, what will be interesting, and Strick, you can probably talk from a player's perspective, do you think the NFLPA has pushback? Or they're with the NFL? Because I think we can all agree this Deshaun Watson situation is a bad look for the NFL. No matter which way you slice it, outside of maybe a full year suspension, which is what I thought they were going to do, but six games, I think it should have certainly been harsher than that. Do the players back him up in this? Or are they like, dude, you're on your own. Like, this is not what represents the NFL. Well, I, I think I think the Calvin Ridley situation is one that can kind of throw you left, right? But then when you look at the Ray Rice situation, which was a pretty on-camera serious DV. Right. You know what I mean? That I think he only served two or three games for that. I can't remember what I think it was two or three was. games. And then you see others that kind of – fall into those similar even the Roth, Roethlis, Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. situation which in a two context twice kind of went down to a ruling it I think he came out with six so when when Susan L Robinson I think she's weighing it she's maybe looking in the similar context of I'm, I'm not agreeing with it. I'm not saying it's right I'm just saying, as I as I looked into it, she's looking in a similar context of those who have dealt with some mm-hmm. issues in that same space and what some of those rulings came out to be. And obviously the Ray Rice situation is different, mm-hmm. but the Ben Roethlisberger situation kind of comes close and coincides with what this particularly right. is. And there is no uh, filing as far as on the criminal side. So you can only look at it from the egregiousness of just that's messy, right? And it's coming out messy and then, you know, still stuff to be played out. And so when you're looking at that, I think that's what it seems like to me. It kind of came down to just looking in similar space with those players that have done something in the same area of that. I want to get to what Michael said right here because he has a good reference point. But first, before I do that, I want to ask you, do you think it goes into maybe the decision-making that he didn't play at all last year? Because I I know that was kind of the Texans. They decided he's not going to play. That was kind of a team doing, not the NFL per se. But Mm -hmm. maybe that went into the discussion that, okay, he didn't play last season, so he already had his season suspension. But that wasn't the NFL doing the suspension. So I, I, it's, it's just mm. very tricky, and it's maybe that went into the decision-making. It could have. It's, it's something to definitely think about. But Michael has a good reference for us here. He has Calvin Ridley, 17 games for betting. Vontez Burfecht, 12 games for targeting. DeAndre Hopkins, 6 games for PED use. Martavis Bryant, indefinitely for smoking weed. Josh Gordon, the same. Smoking weed, 25-plus games. Darren Waller, 16 games for substance abuse. Then he brings up Deshaun Watson, 6 games for the 25 lawsuits yeah. accusations so what is it six games so that you made a good point that it, it, it could have it actually could be 22 games when you right. really look at maybe it that that plays in, into the fact and then uh, I'm not sure Jay and Lincoln says the suspension is a joke I'd like to hear some ladies opinions on this subject I can't imagine they look very fondly on that decision I agree I agree and I, I, I agree. wouldn't be surprised I don't want to speak for Priscilla but I'm assuming she'll probably have something to say on her show as well because she talks about things like this and, and goes more in depth than a lot of us do and it's just yeah. one of those things too like you got to think the nfl is a brand for for everyone and that's kind of the demographic that they've built and you are 
kind of singling out a, a lot of your fans and viewers by doing something like this. I mean, even even men, like, you got to think, like, it's just a bad look all the way around. And six games, just it surprised me, I'll be honest. Well, that's why I believe Roger Goodell did it the way that he did it. He took it into arbitration because now he has mm-hmm. he has deniability. I, right. Look, that's not, I had nothing to do with so this. So the best thing that they could do is appeal. You know, let the appeal take place, but really knowing that it, where is it really going to go or where, you know, how far that's going to be the issue. How far do you take it in the appeal process? Right. How long are you going to prolong it? And so that's that's the thing. And then, you know, what say the, in a, uh, the, the, the Players Association? I think the Players Association at this point, barring anything full season they're probably just going to be like okay you know i think they'll fight if it gets the full season, even though they'll probably still be like okay you know right I, I just think that's just all the the smoke and mirror parts of it that come out when you're dealing with it in that it'll space. be interesting because i I've, I've looked on social media and obviously a lot of people are very frustrated with this and angry with the situation and how it played out if they stick with the six games that's when I think it'll get really fascinating. Because you already have people upset now, but obviously this decision isn't final. The NFL has said that they're probably going to have some type of appeal process in this and and hopefully get it more than six games. But I just – it's just it's just a bad look all around. And I I really don't even know how else to describe it because, like – there's just no way that this plays out that it, that it's a good look. For it's everybody. not. A, it's there's, not there's a good no look. There's no way you can make it. it is, look it's good. no. It's no. It's a. It's a no win. It is. But I can understand the NFL standpoint. They're they're going to be able to stand in front of any podium, any in any news, um, uh, you know, conference or anything of that sort. They're going to be able to stand there and just really put their hands up and say, "Hey, you know, we we did it uh, without putting ourselves in the crosshairs of the whole thing." We kind of took our hands off and we allowed ourselves to, to allow the system to take. But a lot of people are going to say the system failed. And that's understandable. I mean, you can you can look at it and say the system failed. I still think it's 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 crazy when you start to look at some of the details of it. And, you know, you know, uh, what, what really frustrates me and uh, John asked, what did Hunt get when he had his his situation? Cream Hunt, he had eight games. So. Maybe not the same spectrum, but it kind of along the same lines. And it looks like I don't know if this is going to say a pattern for the NFL. I don't want to go as far as saying that, but another situation I thought probably warranted a full season suspension, if not more. But the, the issue that I have with something like this is that, again, I don't know if you can necessarily blame the Browns for it because they've never really had that franchise quarterback. They're obviously looking to elevate their game to the next level. That's why I moved on for Baker Mayfield, but. What frustrates me the most is you knew this was happening. You knew there was a possibility he gets suspended. You knew that this guy has had issues I know off where the you're field, going. and you give him a fully a guarantee, guaranteed two hundred thirty million dollar yeah. contract yeah. like that in itself. And I don't know if that's the NFL to blame. I don't know if it's the Browns to blame. I don't know if maybe the Texans were just like wiped for like get rid of him. But that just really rubbed me the wrong way. That yeah. when, when they gave him the fully guaranteed contract, and I don't know if that's just the way the NFL is headed because we've seen players getting big contracts, guaranteed money. And I think when Deshaun Watson plays, he's a top quarterback in the NFL, but like, come on, man, really? Like a fully guaranteed contract, Bernie Kosar. That's a good point. PK. That was a while ago. Though. That was a it's, while. That was, it's been a long, that was even before it's, me. It's been a long time since then. they, 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 that is one of, I would say the dumbest I think everybody on staff should be fired if I'm the owner. Really? Like, I'm 
everybody's got to go in that. Matter of fact, don't don't bring me a big contract without coming to me from now on. Like, like I, I, I can't believe that they had no provision in there to even alleviate or to have some payback. So even if you wanted to do that, if you have uh, some clauses in there, but see, right now you're seeing a lot of NFL teams getting hit from just having stupid clauses. And that was another question I wanted to throw out. Like, you know, the the Arizona Cardinals rescinded their clause that they had for um, uh, Kyler, Skyler Murray. Kyler Murray. <laughs> They, they they rescinded that, you know, you've got to watch film for right. four hours a day or something. Mm-hmm. They rescinded that. And, and so then you've got the clause that they've got in that can take uh, Zion Williamson from $193 million to about $231 million. And it has weight, to do with weight, 295 with body fat percentage. Right. So you've got a lot of people throwing in these these different aspects in their clauses. That's changed dramatically from our time, you know, from when I was playing, when the contracts looked like. Um, maybe it's incentive-laden, but I still think there's no way that Deshaun Watson shouldn't have had, should have had something in it. You know, some provision mm-hmm. to pay back. If you don't play a certain amount of games or if you're, you know, this, then this it's contract nothing. is voided or your bonus is returned to half. I mean – even half of the return of the bonus. I'm like, just something. It's crazy. Instead, it's just fully guaranteed. It's crazy, unfortunately. Unfortunately, we got to take a break. We're on the block, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. We've got to take a break right now. We'll be right back. We'll talk a little bit more, maybe about the future of college football. We'll kind of go into the discussions. There's been a lot of surveys that have been put out. People have been asked a question, and we're going to talk about it when we come back on the block. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. I'm East Strick, and that is my guy, Jake the Snake. Oh, Nate Dog. Nate Dog, not not Jake. Jake Sorensen's in the other room. I just saw his face, so that's where it comes from. Nate Dog is with us. We'll be right back after this.